From Hyde Park United Methodist in Tampa, Florida, this is the Bible Project 2020, a journey to reading the Bible without fear or frustration. I'm your host, Matt Hotho. This week, Jill Kronz and I have a conversation with Dr. Ann Stewart, Vice President for External Relations at Princeton Theological Seminary in Princeton, New Jersey. Ann has a PhD in Hebrew Bible from Emory University. Her dissertation and her personal passion is the book of Proverbs. We discuss two particular Proverbs, 26.11 and 26.4-5, and how the ancient Proverbs are relevant today. Anne argues that now more than ever, the wisdom of the Proverbs can help us live a wise life. Enjoy. Anne, I really am glad that you're able to join us today, and I really can't wait to hear what you're going to say, because I have to tell you, I sat down, I read through Proverbs, I did like half of it one day, half of it the other day, and I got through and I said, eh, I'm not sure really, I really enjoyed reading this. Uh, I really wasn't tempted to try reading it again. Uh, it wasn't a story. It didn't seem to be having the words of God telling me, you know, what to do. Um, so it was, it just seemed a little bit more to me like a little old man going, so you think you know a few things about life, but you don't really. I'm going to tell you a thing or two. And so Tell me, Anne, why does anyone want to read the book of Proverbs? Thanks, Jill. That is a great question. (laughs) Uh, And I get this question a lot when I um, teach or preach in churches. You know, I consider myself something of an evangelist for the book of Proverbs uh, because I think it is a very interesting um, book. Uh, I think it's one we should read more often. But Proverbs suffers from a bad reputation often. I find when I um, talk with people in congregations, either they haven't read it at all, uh, or they have read it, but maybe not had a very good experience, uh, or they're not sure that it's actually in the Bible. And what does it mean? (laughs) That would be me, the not good experience person. But I think um, I would argue that Proverbs is actually one of the most relevant books in the Bible for our time. Uh, And I think we might say that of all of the wisdom tradition generally, but certainly the book of Proverbs. Uh, One of the reasons that I think Proverbs uh, is often underappreciated is that it might be misunderstood. Uh, So lots of the um, genre of the rest of of the other biblical books are Um, stories you may be used to reading through some of the narratives of the Old Testament as you're working your way through the Bible. And then you come upon Proverbs, which is just a very different genre. Um, Proverbs is poetry, um, very simply. And so that means that we should read it in different ways. Um, So Proverbs doesn't really reward sitting down and trying to read through the entire book in one sitting. Uh, You might end up with a proverbial overload. That sounds like what happened to you, Jill. Um, Maybe that was my problem. (laughs) What I recommend uh, is reading Proverbs in short snippets. And that's why I think um, it's actually a great book to read. It's a great introduction to the Bible because it's a book that you can really um, pick up and put down. You can read just a couple Mm. of verses at a time. Um, You can read a chapter at a time. It's very um, digestible. I have to say that I did read Uh, a commentary that said that when you're reading Proverbs, not all of it will speak to you. 
but that you will definitely find some parts of it that will give you insight and good sense put into a memorable form so that it's something that clicks in your brain and it will come to mind again when the situation arises. Exactly. Yeah. You've said a couple of really important things there, Jill. Uh, One of them is that um, the short form of Proverbs is actually how the wisdom works. It's designed to stick with you, to be memorable. Um, And so that when you come upon situations in your normal life, it might call to mind a proverb that might help you to reflect on that situation um, in a different way. So that's how the wisdom is actually designed to work. This is a book that's very practical. It's a book that wants you to take it out for a test drive. Uh, It's not something that um, you can just sort of sit and read in a library uh, and memorize it and become wise. But the only way that you become wise is when you take uh, the sayings themselves and you put them into conversation with your own life and experience and see what happens when those two things brush up against each other. So... Okay, I'm feeling better now about my children's childhood, because when my children were small, we did have a cassette tape, which tells you how old my children are, (laughs) of songs that were based on verses from Proverbs. And I still remember there was one about go to the ant to get wisdom. And I remember the one about there are six things that God doesn't like and seven things he really doesn't like. So those all these years later still stick in my mind because somebody took what was written and put it, made it even more memorable by putting it into a a song that we could literally carry with us in the car. Yeah, that's a perfect illustration of how Proverbs is actually designed to work. It's designed to work in a teaching context of um, parents and children. Uh, It's designed um, even to go with a song, right? That's the poetry uh, form of the literature. That's um, It's short, it's easy to memorize, it might go with a melody. And then what's the function of that? The function is you remember it. All these years later, you can probably still sing that song. Go ahead, Jill. No, thank you. (laughs) Not today. All right, fair. So, um, I didn't really then miss like lofty spiritual truths as I was reading through Proverbs. It's really supposed to just be about everyday ordinary things like ants. It is about um, everyday ordinary things, but part of what Proverbs' conviction is, is that those everyday ordinary things are also deeply spiritual things, um, that those two things are connected. So a lot of what Proverbs is about is observation of daily life in the world. Again, I think that's one of the things that makes this book so relevant um, and easy to digest. So um, studying the ant and its ways can actually be a lesson in wisdom. It can be a lesson in the ways of God. Um, One of my favorite Proverbs, um, which is not a very holy sounding one, um, is Proverbs 26, 11, which says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. And did you ever think that dog speaks, vomit would be in the Bible? And that speaks to everyone that's ever had a dog live in their Isn't house. It gross? Like when a dog vomits, you're like, no, 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 no. Surely it's not going to. Oh my but gosh. Yes, it does. It actually wants to just eat it. It's Exactly, right? So uh, amazing that that's in the Bible for yeah, one thing. Right. Um, the dogs but, have been doing that for like 3,000 years. Yeah, so everybody can relate to that. 
right? I mean, you you both just called to mind something that's very vivid, which is another way that this poetry um, works. These are mm. very vivid, evocative images. Um, it actually calls to mind even something, you probably have a sensation when you think about that image, right? Something a little bit grotesque. A smell. A sm- yes, exactly. <laughs> it calls upon all yes. of your senses. Yeah. And that's another way that the wisdom works, that it's not just words on a page, but uh, it's these images, it's the smells, it's the sounds, and all of it's um, training us to think about our daily reality and how we might come to understand that in a deeper way. It's interesting because we don't really expect the Bible to do that to us, right? We expect the Bible to sort of function as these these. L- Timeless truths that are just written in black ink on a page. Um, you don't think about what the Bible smells like. I don't, you know, I I had passed over that verse. You just saying it the first time. I was just like, yeah, dog vomit, fool folly. But then I thought about it more. And I was like, yeah, like, yeah, dog vomit is gross. Like, and I haven't had a dog in 10 years, but I remember exactly what dog vomit is like. Is that enough about dog vomit? Yes, can thank I keep you. Going? No, okay. we could right. we could move on now. There are actually lots of other great images in Proverbs that are um, more appealing, appeal to our other Fair. senses. Um, so the first uh, nine chapters of Proverbs, for example, are these long, longer poems, not the short proverbial sayings that are in the rest of the book, but these um, longer poems, um, which are uh, in many ways, like evocative love poetry. Um, mm. So there's a lot of overlap in some respects between Proverbs and the Song of Songs. Um, so that's an interesting conversation for later. Maybe in your Song of Songs episode, you might come back to uh, think about the book of Proverbs. Um, but through those uh, poems, um, you'll hear and and smell and see uh, images of delight, um, of, of fine things, of rich food, of um, the smell of honey. Um So the book of Proverbs really is intended to appeal to the breadth of human senses uh, and the realization that that is part of how we are formed and shaped as human people. Um, And in fact, that's what the world around us is doing all of the time. Now, if you uh, go shopping, for example, a lot of retail outlets, they have certain scents um, that are (laughs) blotted into the air, uh, which are designed to make you feel a certain way about the store. And they're designed to shape your um, character as a consumer. Um, So uh, marketing knows this and uses this technique all of the time. But marketing was not the first to come up with this. This is actually already within the book of Proverbs that they understand appealing to the senses is part of how we're shaped as human people. So Proverbs is marketing wisdom. Is that the product we're selling here? (laughs) In some sense, right. That um, Proverbs is really uh, trying to advance a way of wisdom. But what it's about is not just pushing forth its own wisdom, but equipping the student so that the student can go into the real world and encounter all of those dogs and fools and wise people and um, be Mm. able to discern amidst all of those competing voices, what is the way of wisdom? Um, What is the right course to follow? And does it tell us how to do that discernment? Well, um, unfortunately, discernment is something you can't just read from a book, right? You have to actually practice it in the real world. Um, And that's, again, you know, back to how Proverbs is designed to function. It's designed to brush up against our experience in the real world as a guide. So it's not a black and white, do this, don't do that, um, but a way to help us think about um, how we ought to respond to various situations. So I can give you actually another example from the book of Proverbs, um, also in chapter 26. Great, great chapter in Proverbs. 
So um, Proverbs 26, 4 uh, says this, do not answer a fool according to his folly or you will be a fool yourself. That's pretty straightforward advice, right? Understand what you're supposed to do? I think so. Yes, until I read the next verse. Go ahead. Exactly right, Jill. So you already know all of this wisdom. The very next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly, uh, or he will be wise in his own eyes. So it gives you exactly the opposite advice. What am I supposed to do? Should I answer a fool according to his folly or not answer a fool according to his folly? This is the Bible contradicting itself. Uh, So what's the point of all of that? The answer is you have to put it into context with, in conversation with the actual experience that you are encountering uh, in the real world. So sometimes it's good to answer the fool and sometimes it's not. Exactly. Right. You have to discern. The wise person uh, can discern the difference. You know, I've been thinking about that a lot with Facebook lately because I've got a lot more time on my hands and I see some threads that I'm like, I wonder if I want to hop in on this one and answer the fool according to his folly. And most often I choose no, but I get that tension though of like sometimes you do want to get into it, but other times no. That's exactly right. And that's why I think Proverbs um, is the book of the Bible that is for our time Um, Mm -hmm. because, because of technology, we are confronted with so many different competing voices uh, all of the time, every day, when you pull out your phone, um, you are just hearing a barrage of voices. And the task is to discern which of these are helpful voices, which are harmful voices to which should I respond? Mm -hmm. When should I just sit out um, that Twitter war, that Facebook conversation? Proverbs is the book that helps guide us in how to make wise choices about that. Okay, good. I feel a little better because, yes, I feel like, and I'm not on Twitter or Facebook because I'm an old person, but I read two or three different newspapers. I watch different news channels. I get information from what seem to all be official sources, but a lot of times it's conflicting information. And so here's where you need to be able to practice the use of wisdom and discernment in our world, in our situation right now today. This matters, right? I mean, I've spent a lot of years of my life studying the book of Proverbs. I know it's probably hard for you to believe, Jill, you're ready to be done with it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, I've spent a long time kind of pouring over this literature. Um, And it's interesting in that respect. But at the end of the day, the conviction is that it... um, it's pressing, it's relevant, it matters for people of faith, for our world today, here and now. And so I think that's why, um, I think what you're doing is really great. I think conversations like this are, are really important um, to read and encounter this literature um, and to allow it to surprise us. And I think that is something that Proverbs uniquely can do as well, because people do write Proverbs off and think, oh, well, it's just sort of a bunch of old sayings about you're wise or you're foolish, you're righteous or you're wicked, um, a very simplistic literature. And it's not simplistic at all. It's very complex. It has a complex understanding of the human person, of how we're motivated, um, of how we're formed and shaped, of the things that influence us. And uh, if we can read it with an open posture and be open to what it might be saying to us today, how it might be able to help us frame our daily reality in a different way, um, then we should be surprised and startled by it. Um, So that would be my challenge, I guess, for for your audience is to allow Proverbs and all of the Bible to 
surprise you, to delight you, to startle you, to challenge you. That is what this literature um, really is meant to do. Thanks for listening. I appreciated Anne's suggestion to read Proverbs in bite-sized pieces. Perhaps you could read the whole day's reading and then pick one of the Proverbs and jot it down in your mirror or make it your iPhone wallpaper or something to keep it in front of you for the day. Ruminate on it and think of ways to apply it in your everyday life. We're still worshiping online Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. and you can join us on Facebook or at hydeparkumc.org forward slash live. You can also connect with us on Facebook, search for The Bible Project 2020 and request to join. Jill Kronz produced this episode. I'm Matt Hotho. See you next week.